What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Four Transplants on a Microphone. We are here to deliver some laughs and some good info on Charlotte, whether you're thinking of moving here, doing business here, already live here, already do business here, anything like that. We hope to have a whole lot of fun with you. And today we've got another guest uh, with a really cool story. We're going into some corporate stuff, some getting out of corporate, getting back into corporate. As you all know, we've kind of made that journey and stayed out. But a lot to discuss today, so we're going to jump right into it. We'll do some intros first. So this has been Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm, uh, helping small businesses be data-driven. Russell Hughes with Hughes Realty Advisors. We're a middle market commercial real estate brokerage people thingies. Wow, and they're very, yeah. <laughs> it's got a little entertaining. A real song. professional today, yeah, folks. got a nice little jingle right in the intro. That's right. Yeah, that's new. Okay. And then we've got Brandon. Uh, Brandon with Superior Data Solutions. Uh, Brian with Maine & Johnson. And I get to introduce our guest today, Tiffany Vandermark. And I would say with whom, but you can explain that as we get going here. But uh, so... Guys, the guys and gals here, the, the topic, I guess, today, uh, and we have Tiffany on to kind of walk us a little bit through, as you guys know, and the listeners that have been with us for a little while know, you know, the four of us, you know, normal transplants, we kind of left something corporate-ish at some point and never looked back. <laughs> Tiffany by default, that makes you the odd transplant. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she is a transplant. So yeah. We can, yeah, we can <laughs> say that, but, and then Tiffany can share a little bit, but she made the exodus out of the corporate <laughs> world did her own thing for a while, it was quite successful, and then she decided to, what the heck, I'm gonna work for the man again, so here we go. So, well, I don't wanna keep you, but Tiffany, I mean, tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then uh, we can get into kind of your background and stuff. Great, well, I lived in Charlotte for about 20 years and owned a personal training company called Fit for Life. I started my business at the Harris YMCA back then, and since then, I have had some fun adventures all over in my professional background that has taken me to California, to New York, from working for a dating service, to motivational speaking, to Chobani Greek yogurt, and into CMO for a healthcare company down in South Florida, and now back in Charlotte. So it's been um, a bit of an adventure, if you will. Yeah, you've got it all covered. That's fantastic. Yeah, so... Now, what of those experiences? I mean, this isn't like interview questions or anything, right. but like what one, like what sticks out on some of the stops that you've had? Well, it's been fun because I have worked for corporate America and then I've owned my own business and done very well and then worked back for corporate America and then decided to own my own business again. But I think one of my favorite corporate America job was Chobani Greek yogurt for sure, hands down, that and it's just lunch. I was the spokesperson for dating service. I was an instructor at FDU, First State University. And <laughs> exactly. Second dates for, yeah. yeah. Is that just an internal name or is that, do they use oh, that? Oh, no, name? FDU. It was uh, First State name. University. Did, uh, did wow. Biden uh, cancel the student edit at FDU? Probably. <laughs> probably okay. did. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And I have learned when I was moved back to Charlotte, it was really interesting because I actually paid someone to put my resume together because I've owned my own business for seven years. And I went, my gosh, where am I going to go from here? Because I, gosh, I'm a jack of all trades, but actually I'm a master of all of them. And they've made me an amazing consultant for different companies. And it's just been a really fun ride. Cool. That sounds awesome. <clears throat> what, so what made Chobani and It's Just Lunch the best? 
So it's just lunch was just fun. It was just lunch, right? And I opened, I helped franchisees open franchises up all over the country. And I also trained the new salespeople. And sometimes they sent me in for a turnaround. So I would have to fire everybody, pick the sales up, and then we'd sell the franchise again. And it was just a really, an amazing people science experiment, really fun to learn about people. And really a great company. And as we've seen, this was years ago, and now, you know, dating is where it is today. But Chobani was such a, and and Chobani started, the the corporate office was in New York, upstate New York, and then in Soho was the marketing office. But I started out as, I owned a personal training company and was executive in wellness coaching and started training the VP of sales who was in Charlotte. So I was with Chobani when it was really small. It had just started to, you know, in five years, it was a $5 billion company. And yeah. look where it is today. So I got to start two different marketing companies for them and be a part of the sponsoring of the Olympics. And it's just a, a great product. And it's some of my favorite memories, for sure. That's really that, cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I mean, I would always say, like, coming from a building materials, you know, background, it's kind of fun. The job that I had that was real fun was Calphalon, you know, making pots and pans. And the main reason was people recognized it and actually cared for it. And you're very popular at weddings. But like, like the Greek yogurt, I mean, that to me would be like the pinnacle is like being associated with a food company that I actually like their food. Right. Absolutely. It was a blast. And it was just such a fun ride to see it grow and be passionate about the product. And not for nothing, I've been in marketing and fitness, health and fitness. So I've picked some pretty fun professions. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And Brian, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit because Brandon and I just went through a recent hailstorm and we're a huge (laughs) fans of Signals now. Well, that's only because, you know, at at OC, we actually created the hailstorms. So I was manufacturing. (laughs) I felt it was directly aimed at my life. The insurance adjuster had like... Yeah, she already called me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, well, so uh, did you ever meet Jen Schneider? I don't think so. Okay, well, she'll she'll eventually be a guest on the show too, but in a roundabout way in some of the circles that we're in, came across her, but she is kind of an outsourced sales department and she's doing selling for uh, a roofing. I I can't even remember the name, but the funny thing is like literally she was on it like the minute the hailstorm hit, she called Brandon, need me to check out your roof? (laughs) That's great. Microburst. (laughs) (laughs) And so going back, like as you guys know, I mean, Greek yogurt kind of almost falls in my aversion category. But actually is on the outside. It's a a tolerable. It's uh, acceptable. Yeah, it's an acceptable food. All right. Do I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't do mayonnaise, ranch. But you do like Chobani, yeah. Greek yogurt's fine. Yeah. Interesting. I would say I'm a pretty picky eater, but Chobani could make Weirdo with yeah. a beardo here. <laughs> That's getting edited out. That's <laughs> Yeah, so say whatever you want right now. Yeah. It'll, get, it'll get clipped. It'll get clipped. No, I, I mean, but I, that would be kind of the, the fun part for me to see like a food company that, you know, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting that it's 100% the most healthy thing ever, but it is in the healthy food category. I mean, Absolutely and trend-wise, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could put a bunch of, like, you can add to it and, and make it unhealthy, like, you know, start putting sugar on it. Or, I was going to say, chocolate chips and my yogurt makes it pretty healthy, I think. They have one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the really? Flip. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well, the flip, huh? that, I was um, absolutely having my clients eat it because it was so high in protein. 
and low in carbs. And uh, it was a perfect storm because that's when the whole healthy Greek yogurt, and that's not why Hamdi created it. It was yeah. had nothing to do with healthy food. It was, he came to this country and wanted, there was no really good yogurts. So he bought a dairy farm, Breyer's dairy farm, and started doing Chobani Greek yogurt. Yeah. And it was just took off. Yeah, and yeah. since we've destroyed our gut biome for the last two years with our COVID hand sanitizers, <laughs> so you can rebuild it with your body. Well, exactly. you were never intended to drink the sanitizer. So. <laughs> Damn it. Brandon always did. <laughs> wow. So talk to me about the transition. Did you, at the timeline of owning your own business versus corporate, did you weave back in and out or how did that work? So I own my own business, the personal training company, mm -hmm. and Chobani kind of wooed me in. I, they flew me out to do boot camps, team building boot camps for their teams and work their events. And at that point it was, you know, very small. We had a small booth at really big events and Hamdi was like, how can we get you to work for us? And I was like, I own my own business. I had an awesome gym personal training and he said well what would you want to do and I said start a wellness you know at the wellness department and Giovanni and he goes whatever oh, nice. you do that and so I went okay so I was director of wellness and so I okay. went you know I left my job I left my company I actually sold it and started working for Giovanni and just a huge adventure I was in New York every week with the marketing team and then after a couple of years and I got to use all my fitness network that I used and we did huge events and yeah. blew it out of the water. Hamdi came to one of our events and we kind of, I, I, I worked to trailblaze food into these Ursa and Idea Fitness events and now they have whole food wings. They still talk about wow. what we did at Chobani. Wow. And he was like, this is amazing. What would you do next? And I said, then experiential marketing was the new word back then. And he said, my, the VP of marketing was like, look, Google experiential marketing and figure out how to do it. And I was like, okay. And so it was really combining. It was anything consumer facing. And um, so I developed, I included all of our field marketing, our event teams, food service, and all of that went under experiential marketing. Hamdi goes, what would you do next? And I was like, oh man, biggest dream would be sponsoring the Olympics. And I'd like to say it was all me, but we had a huge international marketing agency. And so we decided to sponsor the Olympics and it was Powering Team USA. So wow. it was a, such an awesome ride. But I traveled 85% of the time and I did it for five years and got really just burnt out. And so came back, um, left Chobani and ended up moving to Florida to start to, to work as a CMO for a healthcare company and took them public and it was just a kind of a not a really good working environment corporate working environment the corporate culture was just terrible so I learned what I needed to learn and then started my own marketing company so I wasn't really sure how I was going to do that but things always work out if you really work hard at it and then I started my marketing company and I've been doing that for about seven years okay. and brought me after COVID COVID did a number on all of us, I think. And I moved back to Charlotte probably about two months ago. Okay. And wow. Yeah, what people can't see is we actually record in full hazmat suits. <laughs> main safe. When I moved here, they still had the mask mandate. I was like, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. Florida, we were... Yeah, coming out of Florida. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, Charlotte, um, Charlotte has had some issues over the last 10 years. Oh, my God. When we moved here in 2010, it was a pretty Florida-esque kind of a place and within three or four years it was looking a lot like New York mm -hmm. so yeah we're stuck in New York right now that's why I live in Georgia 
Well, you, you and you brought up Tiffany. You brought up a point, and we've kicked this conversation around a little bit in previous ones. But I think there's a glorification of the travel lifestyle in business <laughs> yes. that people have a tendency to think you're so lucky you get to travel to all these places. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they don't really understand the toll it takes. I mean, the thought of like all of that being so glamorous. And I mean, there's certainly perks, there's benefits. I mean, I, we talked, the places that I've seen and been are fantastic, but I don't think people realize sometimes how grueling that becomes like being on, you know, 18 hours a day, right. not having a moment to kind of back off because yeah. usually you're traveling somewhere to see someone. Absolutely. And it was I, very I hear traveling complaints from short people. <laughs> I just, I'm just not okay with that. Sure. <laughs> like, short people have no idea what business travel I mean, is like. Literally, the only people that ever call me short are Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, tiny little people oh don't God. know what it's like so, you business know, he's travel. he's like six, seven. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's y'all are this tall than me. Russell's got his own table. <laughs> <laughs> That's not because he's big. We just and want him away. <laughs> we, we claim because it's big. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, but... Um, trying to be inclusive <laughs> yeah, my ass. there is certainly that to the travel side it is not not everything is designed to accom- to complement everybody's body style but really nobody's <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> an average like, yeah, except for especially the, uh, now five foot one hundred pound female that travels might yeah. be the one. my wife never has a problem i will say I, i'm also an exit row fanatic too but i can't tell you how many times when you're like sitting there, you guys can't see, but you're kind of leaned over where your sh- your elbow would be on the armrest and your head's kind of on top of it, getting hit in the back of the head with a drink cart. Oh, yeah. Because you have headphones oh, yeah. on, you don't hear it coming. Well, we used to always, well, this was probably 12 years ago. And because we traveled so much, we were platinum or whatever it was on USA. Mm-hmm. And there was only like two, there was females in first class. So we'd always talk about the flight attendants and how they treated different people. And then we also talked about whether we wanted to be on the inside or the outside and why. And it was people putting their bags in that would hit you. And yeah. I'd be like, hey, you know that thing your bag's hitting? It's me right. yeah. doing like this. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're on the inside, you can't get out to, yeah. to go to the restaurant. It was a whole, we would, I should have written books on traveling because it was so entertaining. Well, there, there are rules to this. One, you obviously never pick a seat next to the laboratory because that's, oh, no. that's awkward. bad. If you're on the exit, if you're on it's the in a bulkhead, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. I just need legroom, people. <laughs> just need legroom. But everybody also has their different reasons for right. things. But like if you sit in an exit row, what always would bother me is if you're, on that, or not an extra row, I'm sorry, just on the aisle seat, like people that would get upset when somebody has to get up and use the restroom. It's like, hey man, you, you're kind of man in the door there, you know, sitting on the aisle. You gotta be okay with people needing to Absolutely. Get past and I love it when they don't want to get up, so you have to squeeze around. Yeah. Like, dude, get oh, up. Geez. Well, I'm not gonna squish between you. Buddy. I can't tell. Well, I, oh, I take pleasure in that. I know. I would literally. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get up, huh? I literally <laughs> you don't get up, get up. <laughs> I will literally well, sit in your lap while I'm well, scooching across actually, you. I have had. I, so, a little awkward. Yep. I, I was gonna. <laughs> say, I'm gonna make it awkward. <laughs> yeah. at the, that is the uh, goal. You just I was, did. I was hanging out after like a plane got delayed. So I was sitting in the, the Delta lounge and I was talking to a guy who must have been at the bar for hours before even coming oh, no. to the lounge. It's a red flag. And he, well, to start. So the, his flight was going to be miserable anyways for everybody. But that's what he would say is he goes, I love sitting on the aisle seat because when there's a good looking woman come by, I just sit there and make her like rub herself across oh. me. Oh, geez. It's like, it's like, please don't say that out loud ever again. Yeah. Or like, do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> or do that. Or even think it. Yeah. yeah. It's like. 
they're uh, AI. But you just of, get very. Yeah, but I mean, flying. This is. I mean, going back to the original point that 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 business travel it's not theoretically glamorous. is glamorous. Yeah, it's not until you do it. I, I always tell a story. I was supposed to meet a client when we lived in LA. I was supposed to meet a client down in San Diego. And they call me up. I'm literally driving to their office, their, their headquarters in San Diego. I'm sorry, something happened. Can you meet me for breakfast in DC instead? And that was the day when all, and this was back when Virgin America flew out of LAX and they flew everywhere where I needed to go. And they had business class and it, it was extremely civilized. And I'm like, I went from a driving to San Diego to a breakfast meeting in DC. Oh, and that just wow. killed business travel for me. But growing up, flying was an experience. American Airlines, like you looked forward to the chicken yeah. on American Airlines. And now it's like a cesspool of the worst human beings all in this metal tube with the angry staff and horrible corporate culture. And it's just like they've just destroyed the joy of flying. You can't even make it like because you the glamour part of it was fun at first mm -hmm. and then I wouldn't know where I was half the time I know and I had to work events my team had to work events so we were entertaining setting up booths entertaining and then entertaining clients at night so and then working to catch up on staff so right. though it was so much fun it was exhausting yep. and the traveling in hotel rooms and not being able to sleep but you could make things fun. Like we all, we would, if we weren't sitting next together, we would talk about different things. Or and it's just lunch. One of the number one single airlines was Southwest because you didn't have seats, and so literally you could wait and be like, oh, because you could sit in the middle, so you'd pick where you wanted to sit. Yeah. So it was a big wow. whole thing. That is no. That's longer. a good point. I never. Yeah, I never, never thought, thought of that. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> See, I can make anything fun. I I, tell I, <laughs> I would say two things real quick. One, credit to Russell. He actually brought us back on topic. That's he sure did. Removing the topic completely. It's a friggin' so miracle. Very, very well done. Um, I mean, he may have been the reason we were off topic, but he at least brought it back. <laughs> we brought it back. And I have a second point, but you were going to say something too. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to change topic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I was just going to say the one thing that always fascinated me about the airline industry is all the rules that are set up that if you travel enough, you're allowed to break every one of them. Absolutely. And, and like an example, like if you've ever flown pri uh, a private charter and or, you know, private jet, you don't do any of the stuff you have to do at the airport, right. even if it's the same airport. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. one. I think I may have told you guys this might have been on a different episode. And I might have even talked to you about it, Tiffany, when we met the one time. But I was late for a flight. I was a platinum emerald, whatever flyer with Delta. And my flight landed in Atlanta and they asked the entire plane to stay seated except for Mr. Johnson, if you could come forward. They had me, you know, the part where they bring the strollers and, <laughs> and the, the, air, the plane side check bags up. They had me walk down that gate out to the tarmac. They had a Porsche Cayenne sitting there with a guy that what? was the valet. I hopped in the Porsche. They flew behind all the planes down the tarmac to get to my next flight. I walked right up that ramp, never showed a ticket, never scanned anything, walked right to my seat. Yeah, and then they never going to happen then again. They, and they had that flight delayed to hold up just for me. And then they realized that they were taking the wrong person. That's right. I'm assuming this is pre 9 11? No, this was, gosh, that's this crazy. was wow. probably 2015. Wow. But that's my point is there's all these rules. And then the minute there's somebody, and I mean, I did fly a lot internationally, so $15,000 right. business class tickets. So mm -hmm. they could see just dollar signs. They didn't see me. For sure. Right. And so they threw me in that portion. But I mean, every rule that you think you have to do for your safety was broken instantly. Well, then the reality check is 
when you haven't traveled, when I stopped working for Giovanni and after a year you lose all your points and stuff because they changed that and having to go back to coach. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Yes. I, yeah. That that is, when we left L.A. and I lost real my Virgin. Problems, yeah. <laughs> I, I sent Virgin America. When we moved here in 2010, I sent Virgin America a note saying, please come to Charlotte. I will lobby on your behalf. And they were like, and they, this is why I love Virgin America so much. They sent me a note, a, a letter that actually... A was addressed to me, B, but it actually addressed the problem really? and explains why they couldn't be in the Charlotte airport. Wow. They're like, Charlotte, Douglas in particular, has we've been trying to get in, but they've got the way the air, the airports are, are set up and the legacy airlines, they've got locks on these gates and they even if they're not using them, they keep them because it's cheaper than letting a competitor in. And so it's just ridiculous. But I was like, see, this is why I miss well, you guys. I, I, we actually addressed the problem wasn't just a form letter. And I think we got to give Russell some credit because we've been shooting to get like local Charlotte businesses to sponsor us. He's going right for Virgin Airlines. Yeah. 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 Hard well, Virgin America does not exist anymore, but uh, Richard, yeah, we had all, that night together in Thailand. You remember? <laughs> and there went the sponsor. Well, there it goes. It just got really awkward here. Are we going to have to cut that too? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we'll leave that one. Yeah, yeah that one will stay. <laughs> Richard. Well, you, okay, so you were going to change the subject. I, I was, so, and just... <laughs> Perfect timing. Topic, but yeah. <laughs> just could have happened 30 hey, seconds ago and saved us. On, on. <laughs> so, all right, this is back to something that you said earlier, Tiffany, of Giovanni hiring you just saying, what do you want to do? And there's something like, this is a hard turn in topics, but like the whole Great Recession going on right now and people like, it's very difficult to find employees. It's, it's very difficult to get people to sign on and all these other good things. There's something to be said about finding the right person and then what do you want to do, right? I think that's really cool. And as small business owners, I think that's something that we naturally do a lot. We're much more likely to find that person than to find them on LinkedIn and recruit and stuff like that. So talk about that a little. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great, Jack, that's a great point. And, and what's really interesting is as I've owned a small business and um, hired people and I had partners, so a little bit different. I hired people with other small businesses and we came together for projects. But owning my own business and then going back into the workforce has been, I have networked my little tail off even before I moved back to Charlotte and LinkedIn has, I've gotten 80% of my business on LinkedIn Wow! as a small business owner and speaking engagements and other things and just making sure I've utilized it. But for my marketing clients as well, but when I moved back to Charlotte, it, it's, it's how I met Brian through a networking um, event. But I, when I moved back to Charlotte, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, COVID for, for two, the, the first year, I was an interim CMO of two companies and marketing was the first thing that was cut. So I went in my speaking engagements. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a huge hit for me and I was like, oh goodness, I get to uh, reinvent myself again. What does that look like? So it turned out to be an actual gift. But when I decided to move back to Charlotte, I really was like, you know what, I want to be part of a team. And I want to work for a good company that I believe in, but I wasn't even getting, and my resume is pretty legit, if I do say so myself, sending four resumes out today, a day, utilizing LinkedIn, using my network, and no one was, in, was calling me for an interview, or I was overqualified for a position, so all these people are like, we've got all these positions to fill, and I'm going interesting. But the, the challenge that, and, and I do executive coaching, and, and that the millennials, what I have found is the employees have stopped being loyal, employers have stopped being loyal to their employees 
now we have employees not being loyal to the employers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the, the people I consult, um, yeah, I, I talk to them about using consultants because they're having a hard time finding people to fill their spots. Someone will stay a year and be like, oh, I'm out. Someone else is going to pay me $5,000 more right. or I can work remote or whatever that looks like. So it's been a bit of a challenge. And I think, you know, with the whole sending your resume online unless you have connections it's keywords and search engine optimization and so many things that if you do find the right person that it it works out amazingly well and as a small business owner i think we look for things a little differently than corporations do definitely no that's all very good points that's i mean obviously very topical with hiring people i'm in that boat now and it's very interesting to be in that world especially from the corporate side too I, i don't think it's any different. I think there's still knowing somebody is always going to be better. Well, for sure. Well, uh, this will segue into that the position I am taking is at the Dowd YMCA as a senior marketing director for memberships and wellness, which I am was overqualified for, but they called me in for an interview and it was a really strenuous, you know, it was four interviews and a background check and references and I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know if I wanted to take it. And it was a lot less money because it's a nonprofit. Or what was going to show up on the background check. <laughs> <laughs> then there's that. Yeah. Luckily, they completed that before yeah. you exactly. came onto Orange the show. <laughs> I cleaned up my Google search. It's fine. But it was a really great experience for a great company. And one of the questions I asked them, you know, I have been told I'm overqualified, blah, blah, blah. What made you decide to give me an interview? And they both, the VP, there was two VPs looked at each other and they're like, the YMCA gave us a chance. We came from big corporations and we wanted to make a change and they gave us a chance. And so, you know, your resume is clearly, looks like a really good fit for what we're looking for. And that's it. I think it's someone who's owned their own business. That's been a challenge. They're looking at me going, she's a founder and the CMO of her own company. What is she doing looking for a VP position or whatever that looks like? So I wasn't even getting, I was getting overlooked or put in different categories. Yeah. People are afraid to hire people that have worked for themselves too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Typi- I don't blame them. Typically it's going to be, uh, well, when I ran my company, it's, this is how we did it. Right. Yeah. And, it. <laughs> and I think those are important interview questions to ask too, but if you're not even able to, because I literally said, they asked me that and I said, I miss being part of the team. I want to be part of something I believe in. And you know, the nonprofit part of it and what the YMCA stands for was something I'm really passionate about. So it worked out great, but it certainly was a challenge as I moved back to, and I was like, I thought I'd have no problem because this is where my network was. I've been here for 25 years and I went, oh, I'll come back and it'll be fine. That's not how any of this works. No. Yeah, that was very true. Yeah. No, that's oh, cool. That's good stuff. <clears throat> well, all right, we got to kind of wrap this up. Tiffany, we want to thank you for joining us this week. It was fantastic. So learned a lot. And I uh, also want to thank the Fox and Hound for hosting. We've bounced around a little, but we keep coming back and they keep treating us right. So uh, we're at the North Lake location. So check them out here too. So, all right, Brandon, you want to send us away? If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Go from the tall boy. Yeah. Let me 